You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Hold on, can you guys hear me? Yep. Yep. Hello. I hate you so much. I can't hear you guys. I see you talking, but... You better fix your headset. (laughs) What what are you saying? I really can't hear you. Type it in the thing. Hey! Shiboy Tom's here. (laughs) See, I put it in front of my ear. So he's trying to get me, and I moved it in front of my ear. That was funny. (laughs) Back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Oh, fellas, guess what today is? Today... Is our 100th episode? One hundo down. Even though, even though to go. <laughs> even though, really, it's it's more than that. But like, we've had some that we didn't necessarily uh, name numerically, and so they had other uh, names. But technically, on on our thing, it's our hundredth episode. So here we are. We appreciate you tuning in, dealing with all of our nonsense. But first. I got to say, D'Angelo, before we jump into this, how are you feeling right now? Because I know you saw, I know you saw what happened, uh, that your favorite wrestler, the iconic Undertaker, was at the Dallas Cowboys game celebrating the Cowboys and their stadium. What, how did that make you feel, D'Angelo? Was he celebrating their loss? or That's <laughs> what he was going to do. He was going to see them rest in peace. And he sees, and that's exactly what he saw because there was no way that he was going to be able to resurrect that team and that offense. Not, I mean, they have, they barely have a shot with Dak. Without him, it's not, it's not even close. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I I, I was about to say, I don't know if it was the Undertaker curse or the Stephen A. Smith curse because uh, earlier this week, Stephen A. Smith came out. You know how much he hates the Cowboys, too. He might hate them more than you do. And he said that he thought the Cowboys were the team to beat in the NFC. Well, here we are. They just got destroyed. But I'm going to tell you what I couldn't believe. and, And I'd love to hear Gary's thoughts on this the Jacksonville Buffalo game, 9 6. It was that not like there were multiple you, games like that. The Chiefs were fourteen to seven over the the the, the, the non Aaron Rodgers Packers, and they played terrible. How does that only fourteen seven? There's a couple games that were just terrible games. Yeah, it wasn't a good. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good slate. The thing is, every everybody's talking about the Bills possible Super Bowl, but if you can't close out the Jaguars. Who have been god awful this year? I don't know if you can put them up in that category. And I think the same thing with the Bengals. The Bengals got blown out by Cleveland after Cleveland just had all that drama. Now, granted, Nick Chubb ran wild on them. Crazy. So he did. A, he's they, Nick Chubb put the team on his back and just led them to victory. So I think that's their game plan in Cleveland anyways. But the fact that there was no fight from Cincy, and Cincy's supposed to be top of that division with uh, Baltimore, it's crazy. Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. I've been a fan of Nick Chubbs for a very long time. I just don't understand why he doesn't get the popularity that all these other running backs get, the the Henrys, the the CMCs. The, you know, why doesn't he get that same type of praise that those guys get? When he's doing this 
game in and game out because that offense goes through Nick Chubbs. I think not through uh, Baker Mayfield. I think last year he did, but then uh, Hunt still some of the thunder, sort of like with D'Angelo and John the Stewart. Y'all take each other's thunder when y'all were playing. So I think that takes some of the luster away because, like, he's just not every down back like Derrick Henry would be. Or if McCaffrey's healthy, how he's the every down back. They don't come off the field. Chubb comes off and Hunt gets in there. And I think that takes away from it. I think he showed last year and the year before he can do it by himself. But I think they don't want to risk him just running them ragged. And then this year he's been hurt a few games. He missed a few games because of energy uh, injuries. And I think they showed their O-line can still dominate in the run game no matter who's back there because Dearness Johnson went for 120 or something and two touchdowns with uh, Case Keenum leading the quarterback. I think they are a run-first offense, and I think no matter who's back there, they're going to succeed. Okay. Two more football questions, man, and we can move on to what what you do this weekend. I got to ask you about the OBJ drama, bro. If you're OBJ – you cleared waivers. What team are you going to and why? Uh, I think I mean, it's I heard some tough. speculations that he wanted to go to Baltimore. Like, it, it, it blew my mind that everybody was like, man, I really like how Baker Mayfield handled this. You know, uh, his words, you know, they were really kind. You know, I can't believe it. You know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, look, dude, there's a wide receiver that's frustrated that he's not getting the rock. And he wants to go somewhere where he wants to get the rock. If I can't make him happy, then we got to send him somewhere that he wants to, where he wants to be happy. That's business. There's no yep. hard feelings. There's no personal. But I, I just wanted to know what you thought about, uh, like what team he would go to, where he would flourish the most. I don't think there's a team out there that he would flourish on that's a winning team because they already got an established number one. They kind of already ready got their rhythm in their offense. So he would have to go to like a New York Jets, somewhere where somebody uh, uh, build their offense around him if that's truly what he wants. Because I don't think he has the mindset or the talent right now to be a second or a third or a four-string wide receiver. Well, I, I, I don't see him – I don't foresee him going to, to like uh, Baltimore because Baltimore didn't throw the ball enough. Uh, I don't see him going to the Rams. I don't see him going to the Chargers because, like you said, they already have established. I could see the Raiders because the Raiders are still in the playoff hunt. They need a a legit number one because they really don't have one. So I could see that. But they also Um, supposed to be signing uh, the wide receiver that the Eagles just – Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson Jackson's still not a one either. Right. He's a slot guy. Yeah, he's a stretch the field guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Honestly – if the Steelers keep winning, it, Steelers could now oh, they have too many receivers. Hell no. <laughs> um, I think honestly, I think probably the best fit, which it's gonna it'd be tough, but if, if he went to Green Bay with uh, uh there's no Adams, way. There's no I, way. I think he would. I think he for a season, I think he'd be fine there for the rest of the season. Cause I don't think he I think he would trust in Aaron Rodgers enough. And Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball to everybody because he doesn't care. He just wants to win. I don't think you're going to have any issues there. So I could see that. I don't know if they would because they don't want more drama. They already had enough with Aaron Rodgers, so I don't think they want any more. But I could see the Raiders. I do definitely don't see 
I don't think there's a ton of teams out there. What about New Orleans, since they just lost Michael Thomas. Yeah, but mm. New Orleans, I don't think they're. I wouldn't consider them. A they still got the team. same quarterback situation that they got in Cleveland. Yeah, you know, right. I, but but they're they I mean they're in the hunt. They're in the hunt. Yeah, but they lost by the to the Falcons. Well, That's yeah, but I mean like, Falcons aren't very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but their like, record's not terrible. I, I got I, I, I got one more I got one more football question. And that one football, that last football question is for you, Tom. And I, I, I just, this is me being honest. Tom, I just want you to tell me that I was right about Sam Darnold. We all were 3-0, and and I told you that one man trash is another man's treasure until he find out that treasure was trash the whole time. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is I told you, even yeah. when he had peaked and you was – giving me hell and you saying that I was hating because I looked at a game that I, and, and I've been a part of that game where you play in a game where you so upset with the team that you're playing that you just give it everything that you got. He gave it everything he got when he played the Jets and y'all barely beat him. <laughs> I, that's what I knew then that he is not the quarterback that y'all want him to be. And everybody in that fan base, including you, Tom, gave me hell about that. I just want you to say on the podcast nationwide that I was right. Well, uh, you know, to be fair to uh, old Sammy D, our O line is terrible, but I think that it's trending more towards you're right. <laughs> he's not. He's not necessarily uh, the. Answer. I also want to hear that from Gary too, because Gary said that it was an Adam Gase thing. It wasn't necessarily a I Sam. I think Donald. Adam Gase is terrible. That's a fact. Yeah, that's no. true. Okay. All right. You were saying that he was that bad that he I st- is- I still like Sam Darnold. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I still like him. I think he has talent. I don't think uh, he is doing well. Obviously, uh, I just I, I do think he has talent, but I just think it's not working okay. out there. All right. We're not talking about if he got talent or not. We talking about he no, can I agree. play. Correct. He can play on the big <laughs> stage. That's all I'm saying. That was my last football question, man. I would really want to dive into what we did this weekend. Yeah, we got to get very to, interested in Gary. Yeah, we got to get to the. We got to figure out if D'Angelo's gonna be losing a little bit of weight uh, this week due to his pocket losing some money out of it. So, Gary, why don't you go ahead and tell us? Does and, and D'Angelo? Oh, and he hadn't told me anything. I hadn't been able to read him. I've had several conversations with him. And just based on those conversations, I was trying to, you know, trying to pick it up. And I guess he was saving it to the podcast. So we finna find out live what happened, how it happened, because it sounds like it is, it's either going to be a nail biter or it's going to be a, I, I don't know. I don't know. We just go to you, Gary. Okay. How do you want me to start this? How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend. Okay, let's see. <laughs> let's see how my weekend was. Well, let's see. So, just to update everybody. Going into this game, um, they're, they're what? What are they? Five and four. Yes, we were five, we're, five, five, we're and, five four. and four before the game. Correct. And Gary, before the season started, we had a bet that if they was to go over. 500 that I would give them $500 for every win that they got. And I would donate it to, um, the football program, uh, which in turn, if they won, it'll be six. So that'll give them three grand for the season. 
So it came down to this last game. Correct. And you know what happened? Gary's finna update us right now. So it's either three grand or nothing. Because if they tie 5-5 five, five and they lose, then they don't get anything. So this is going to be an interesting game. Gary, I, I, this is what you're hanging your hat on. This is what you're telling the students. Hey, uh, let's get in D'Angelo's pockets. He's been talking. I, I actually don't bring that up at all because I don't okay. think that's nothing that they're playing for. It's more about this. So we want the seniors to end out on a correct note for their last game and be the first winning record since I played there. Okay. I, so it, that's what, that's yeah. what you're going in and you're telling the kids and you're telling the other kids that, hey, you, you want to do everything you can to not let them down. And then to keep building on this for next year, because you if you start off, if you're in the game with the, the last game of the season with the win, it starts you off on the red check starting for next year. So that's basically the uh, talk that's going into the game. Okay, and the team that you're playing is what's their record going into this game? They are they've won three games, so they would be three and six. Oh, jeez. Okay, all right. So this three and six. That they're sporting is this like a three and six team where they play some really tough teams? They're very it's a, similar. It's to you a guys. three and six team that has played some tough teams that we have not. Okay, played. okay, all right. Three and six, uh, five and four. We going into this battle. We at home or we away? We're at home. Okay, so we are home. We are going into it. What we got? So we start off. We uh, Do we have our starting running back. Is he still hurt? No, no, he is no. He is not. He is not playing. Okay, all right. So we uh, we start off with the ball, and we don't move the ball, and we punt it. They drive down and score a quick touchdown. Uh-oh. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, you take, don't take me too fast now. I, I, I see my money not leaving my pocket, so let me <laughs> sit there for a minute, okay? So it's 7-0. Y'all turn the ball over. No, uh, we didn't turn it over. We just punt it. Well, so, it okay, so you punt it. You punt it. They get the ball, they drive down. Are they a predominantly running team or they're a predominantly passing team? They like to pass, but the weather's super cold. It's rainy, so they're mixing okay. it up. Okay, so they're mixing it up. We, they they playing ball. You down 7-0 quick. When the, didn't expect to be in this situation, but we're in this situation. What does the sideline feel like? Oh, okay, like did anybody bat an eye or is it one of those things like, oh, here we go again? No, I don't think anybody really bad. And I think it's just, hey, we gotta we gotta step it up now. We can't not move the ball and, and put a short field. Okay, I think that's basically right. the main thing going into it. So we go out for the next possession. We move the uh, ball a little bit, and uh, we end up having a punt again. Oh shit! Okay. So they get the ball, they drive, and then nothing happens. And this goes on for most of the first and second quarter. Nobody scores. And then we finally get the ball. We move down drive. Uh, uh, are we in halftime or are we still, no, in, we're still, we're in, still in the first half? Okay. All right. Keep in the first half. Okay. So we end up driving down, score a touchdown. So, and we missed the extra point. So seven, seven, six, six them. Right seven, six them. My money's still good. I'm still good. We're not playing great football right now. Uh, we probably missing Big Mike a little bit because uh, we, we relied on him heavily during the season. He probably sitting somewhere and he looking at this like, hey, you know, if I was playing this, 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 and this, but he's not. We we see it. Uh, seven six, y'all go down, y'all score. Okay, what we do after that? 
So they get the ball back and they end up scoring again before halftime. So they That's go what up I'm talking about 13. 14, nope. They end up missing the kick or something. And it was 13 to six. Hold up. Is it windy out there? Like what the hell are you It's like playing? 20 mile an hour winds. Okay. All right. I can respect that. At the beach, I can see that. I can see that. So, so it's 13, 13 six, six is half. At half. What are we telling them at halftime? This is a three and six team, Gary. We're not playing for anything. What are you telling me other than the fact that I'm playing for some seniors that I may like or I may not like? You're, you're playing for winning. Through. You're playing to be the first team to have a winning records in 19 years. But I've this is if I'm a senior, I've been losing for the last three, four years. Exactly. So, so what what makes it different? Because you okay. can win, and then you don't, and now you're the first team to start that new trend where it doesn't. They don't have uh, losing records. Okay, so it's 136. Uh. You're the head coach. I'm sure you and that listener. What is his message to the kids right before they go out? Is it one of those? Like, is it us making the mistakes? Does the weather play a, a factor in this? Uh, what 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 is his message to us? It, it's just that hey, we're make we can't make little mistakes. We're hurting ourselves by not getting guys blocked and things like that. And uh, just go out here and we got to improve. And what do you want? What do you want to be remembered by? In this in this second half, because this is what's gonna you're gonna be remembered by as a senior for your last game. So what do you want to be remembered by? And that's basically it. Okay. All right. So we down thirteen six. We go back out of half. What happened? Who get ball so, first? Uh, they get ball because we got ball at uh okay at the start. So they we stop them. We get the ball back. We punt. They get the ball back. They drive and score. And now I, it's whoa, 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 whoa! It's twenty to six. Yeah. It's twenty to six. My money looking good right 26. now. Twenty to six. Okay. All right. So I, from from what I've heard, you're not a really good passing team. You okay in the run? So twenty to six. I'm looking real good in the third. Looking so real good. We get the ball back. We okay. drive down and we end up scoring a touchdown and we make the <sighs> point. Twenty to thirteen. So it's, it's rough. Now. Yep. It's rough. So who broke a tackle or who rolled out and threw a? a so it was a, a rollout pass. for a play, and then it was a, ended up being a broken play, and it was a pass to our running back, who was our normal fullback, who's now playing running back, and he caught the ball for a touchdown. Okay. All right. So we we got you playing it. We got we playing. I mean Madden just. Well, I will remote. say so right before half. So we had a chance to tie the game up, and we did a somewhat of a trick play, I guess. We did a toss to – or handoff to the running back. He tossed it to the receiver on a reverse on a pass to the t- uh, quarterback in the flat, wide open. He throws it out there, and one of their players jumps up out of nowhere, one hand picks it, barely grabs it, picks it off, and that would have tied the game up at a half. Okay, so we twenty to thirteen. So it's twenty thirteen, and in we the third. are. Uh, yep, we're in the third, and then we go into the fourth. We haven't been able to do anything. They haven't been able to do anything, and then they score another touchdown. Oh, 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 oh! So they're oh, up twenty six now. Or no, they missed X point. I think so. It's twenty six to thirteen. Twenty six thirteen. Ooh, money looking good, Gary. Mm-hmm. In the fourth, y'all ain't y'all can't do nothing but run the ball. We playing against a three and six team. I don't feel like you got that killer instinct. Finish it out. So we start, we get the ball back. We drive down, 
We don't do anything. They get the ball back. We stop them. We get the ball back. We don't do anything. They get the ball back, and then basically the game ends. We lose 26-13. to 13. Now, I will say, so they were I get a, to keep my money, baby. Correct. So they were a 3-6 and six team, but they have four kids that already got Division One scholarship offers. So they have oh, good yeah. players, but they're just played – they played teams that we haven't played that are a little more talented than some of the teams we've played. So they were not a true three and six team. They were actually had some good players, but we did we held our own. And I think that's the thing you gotta tell the kids. Like you gotta you held your own, you gotta hey, it's a still not a losing season. It's, it's Man, why first. don't you just be honest with the damn kids? Y'all trash. Uh, y'all five, trash. Five. Y'all lost to a three and sixteen. Correct. Y'all five and four. You keep saying that they wasn't a three and sixteen. Gary, they was a three and sixteen. Correct. You sound like a damn coach. That's what you sound like. Boy, I tell you the truth. I ain't even going to – I'm going to let you have it, dog here. I'm going <laughs> to let you have because you're going to make me mad. And so I'm not so, so the rest of my weekend, uh, actually – I saved three grand, and well, I didn't actually, have to switch to Geico. Later this uh, – me and my dad, we ordered some stuff. We are making homemade pickles, canning them and everything will be being done uh, today. Gary, is so, this, is this, we've been, I told you we were growing cucumbers and we have a garden, so we have cucumbers, so we're making pickles. I'm, I like pickles, I'm, so we're going to make how did the pickles. cotton candy, oranges, or whatever you had, how did those ever turn out? Well, oranges are out there on the tree right now. That shit oh. died. There ain't none of that. There ain't none. All his little Just, adventures. The oranges are out there on the tree right now. Okay. All right, Gary. All right. I'm still waiting on it to bear fruit. It's That's God's what I'm fruit. waiting on it to bear fruit. Have you eaten from this tree of Gary? I will eat one tomorrow. Okay. I will right. eat one on the podcast next week. Okay. I will walk out there on the podcast and film it as a live, and then I will grab it off. Well, how about I'll... this? While D'Angelo's talking about what he did this weekend, go run out there and grab one and bring it back. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to figure yeah, but y'all out. Y'all won't though. believe me. You'll say I got it from the kitchen. So this is what I really have to I, I have to ask this, Gary. <laughs> what got you into pickling? Like, what did you see where it, like, is, is this another one of, like, your get-rich-quick schemes? No. Or, like, you so pickling? One of, my like, buddies, one of my buddies' mom made me homemade pickles, like, three or four years ago. And when she gave them to me, I ate them, and I, I ate all the pickles in one sitting because they were literally the best pickles I've ever had in my life. So ever since then, I've been trying to get her to get me to make me some more, make me some more. And then finally, my dad was growing and growing. I was like, Dad, can we? Can you grow cucumbers? And he said, Yeah. So I was like, All right, well, let's grow cucumbers because I want to make pickles because I want to try to recreate the pickles that I had that were the best pickles I've ever had in my life. So is this so, your garden or your dad's garden? It's my you, dad's. Okay, okay. So you ain't doing anything. That's I just why. paid for the seeds. <laughs> okay, so you're an investor. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm also planting sunflower seeds next year. Okay. So I, I don't even know what to say, Gary. Like I don't. I, I know what you're gonna. You can say you can try the pickles when I finish with them, and you can. No, nah, I'm how okay good they on are. that. Don't you have to have some type of recipe? Like if you want her pickles, you you got her got recipe yeah, and you got, got the time schedule. It still ain't gonna come out right. It's gonna come still out amazing. Right. I can't it's wait. Not, it's not at all. It's not at all. 
So you you want to hear about my weekend gear? Not really, but I guess we got to. Uh, uh well. I want to hear about it. Go ahead. I want to hear about it. I I just want to let y'all know that I saved three grand. Uh, by That's switching betting, to Geico. Oh. No, no, no. By betting against Middleburg High School. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. So this weekend I went on a bike ride, and uh, it was a bike ride down at the beach, and, and it was like 64 miles the wife went as well she did the 33 miles but they canceled it and i learned something that i'd never learned before i've heard it in passing but never really knew what it was um so i get to the beach and everybody was like yeah you know it's flat it's 64 miles and it's only a thousand feet of elevation and those elevations are in the bridge well, nobody told me about how windy it is at the beach. Uh, it's super stupid windy. In fact, so windy that they have wind advisors. And when I got there, they was having a gale warning. And I was like, damn, who the hell is Gail? And what's she doing? Like, is she killing people? Like, who is getting, like, what's a gale warning? Had to Google it. Uh, well, before I Googled it, I had a friend tell me what it was, and I was like, bro, how you you don't even live on the beach. How you know what the hell a gale warning is? Gary, do you know what a gale warning is? Nope. Tom, do you know what a gale warning is? I guess they're warning you there might be a gale. So I would say strong winds. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> yeah. Gale force winds uh, would be my guess. Uh, uh, that's exactly what it is. So they canceled the event because the winds were too strong, and we still rode. It was an absolutely amazing ride. Uh, I complained and I, I I was so upset that I even chose to even go because it was an 80, 90% chance of raining as a cyclist. Being wet and cold sucks on the bike. And I was just dreading it and we didn't get wet. It was an absolutely amazing ride. Well, as a result of the ride, uh, we come home, and um, when we come home, my father-in-law goes, hey, uh, while you guys were gone, the freezer went out. And I go, oh, man, you know, that sucks. And, you know, one side of the, the, the freezer kind of houses all the, the the frozen stuff. So when it went out, we have a freezer downstairs, but it's a it's a regular freezer. It's a smaller freezer. So you have to pick and choose what you want to save from that freezer. If your freezer go out, what is the first thing that you save? Or the first few things that you save that you take down to this compact freezer versus this big, large, stale freezer? What are you taking? Meat. All okay. meat. Okay. That's what you're taking first? Yeah. Okay. Time, what you taking? Uh, probably the same thing, because that's what. Taking right? me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Bro, my father-in-law took the ice cream and all of the frozen breakfast food. You know the stuff that come in the box. Yeah. Like you know White Castle and like the breakfast biscuits and stuff like that. It was shit that he don't even eat and he don't even like. He saved. <laughs> and I go, Dad, why didn't you save the meat? Why didn't you save like the lobster and the shrimp and the bone-in ribeye and the 12 steaks that we had to cook today. You know, why, why didn't you save 
you know, all that stuff. You know what he said? He said it was still frozen. And because it was still frozen, he took the stuff that was unfrozen, like the ice cream and uh, the, the other stuff, to refreeze it. And we ended up having to throw it away anyway. That's so, uh, yeah, and his thing was, is he said, well, don't go nowhere. Y'all stay here. You don't have to worry about it if you, you just stay here. And I'm like, well, Dad, I thought it was just kind of like a common thing. If the freezer go out, you want to make sure that you get the most expensive shit in the freezer is what's going to get saved. Like, he ain't take no chicken, no oxtails, none of that. No meat was touched other than bacon, and it was the bacon that come in the little boxes that you can put in the microwave to cook it. So that's, that's what we came home to. Yeah, that's funny because I would 100% I'm taking, if it's there's steak in there, I'm taking steak, pork chops, chicken, all that's getting saved. Bro, he didn't touch no meat. It was all breakfast food and uh, ice cream that was refrozen. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're doing that. We, we, we come back, we, we address that. And after we address that, you know, it's breaking news. And I, I kind of want to sit here for a minute uh, if y'all want to. So it's breaking news. Henry Ruggs II, uh, I'm watching a film and they go, I mean, uh, watching news and they go, hey, you know, this guy uh, was busted doing 156 miles an hour and he was drunk, right? Well, when the, the news first broke, it didn't say that he was drunk. They was just kind of giving bits by bits. And me and the wife had a conversation. She said, she had asked me, she said, is he any good? And I go, I don't know. I said, but this will help you know. I said, when he first did it, did they immediately release him? She said, no, they took a couple of days. I said, yeah, he was good then. If it took him a couple of days to release him, it was good because they wanted to get all the facts in before they release him. Because they know if he go back to the waiver, why? But the question was this, and she'd asked me this. He's facing 46 years in prison. And it went back to one of our other conversations, what we had where we said, are you a good person? Can you still be a good person if you're a murderer? This guy right here just made one of the worst decisions he's ever made in his life by drinking and driving and doing 156 miles per hour. Will this one incident define this man's life? I think if it goes the way everybody's clamoring and they try to make an example of him, yes. Do I think it should? No, it shouldn't. So you think he should get an, another chance? And if you think he should get another chance, but what does that chance realistically look like? Like, do I, we just... I think he should. Just I think he should. He made a mistake. And you can use previous cases of the same thing. There's been actors that have done the same exact thing, not going as fast, but drunk driving or driving and kill somebody in an accident. You had Dante Stallworth, who literally ran somebody over and went to jail, came back, and still got to play. So I don't think – and in today's culture, we're trying to get rid of that. You don't get the second chances. I think he does deserve a second chance after he does time. That's the thing is, like, I believe in second chances. I think everybody deserves it. I don't think it's just because he's a football player he deserves a second chance. I'm just saying multiple people have had things and gotten off for a lot less. And I think that's that's bad that anybody gets off. I think you should have to do some time, but I don't think it should define who he is. 
because I think he realizes it's a mistake and it, it's an unfortunate mistake that happened and hopefully nobody else has to deal with that kind of stuff because that that woman's fa- that le- woman's family is destroyed by it and there's nothing he can do for it and I think I just don't want that he should not be defined by that personally. Okay, what do you think, Tom? Yeah, I think it'll define his life in the sense that obviously this is something that will change his life forever because he was, and but I think he was released the same day that it happened, honestly. But it it was a few hours uh, more more towards the end of the night. But he was okay. pretty good. He was their first round pick. Uh, okay. Uh, the year before, um, he hadn't really like sh- shown out yet, but he uh, he definitely was a lot a lot of talent and. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's a sad situation because, you know, you know, you see it. I'm sure you guys see it all the time. Whenever this happens, the first thing the fans say is, "He's got all that money and don't want to pay for an Uber." Blah blah yes. blah blah. You know. So what I want you guys to give me, give me kind of like your insight on like for you guys, because obviously you guys know they they have those programs set up. Um, and that you guys can have somebody that you call to come pick so, you up. So l- let me clarify for that because I, I about saw say, a but bunch yeah, talk of, about that. Talk yeah, about I that. saw a bunch yeah. of people saying, oh, he can get free rides by the NFL. None of it's free. Let me clarify that right now. None of it is free. They have services just like Uber and stuff, and you pay for, you can pay a waiting fee. You pay for them to pick you up, bring you back to your car, and then they'll wait for you the whole time, and you can pay it. It's not free. I know everybody's using that, trying to say, oh, it's free, it's free. He's had free. It's not free. But that still does not uh, take away the fact that he could still afford to do this. And they do have these resources, so you don't do that. And I think it's unfortunate that this situation happened, and hopefully other players learn from it and it doesn't. this mistake doesn't happen again. Well, I'm going to let you know it's going to happen again. It's going to continue to happen again as long as alcohol is legal. And driving is legal. It's going to always mix and always have this type of chaotic ending to it because this is not a this is not a football problem. This isn't a a, a basketball problem. This isn't an athlete it's a, problem. It's a people problem. It's a people problem. Correct. So as far as like people saying, you know, money this or how he was raised that or it, it doesn't matter. We all at some point has made some stupid bonehead decisions. At the end of those decisions, it didn't cost anybody their life. But in this particular instance, it did. I'm not giving him a pass. I don't know what his 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 history is. I don't know any of that. All I'm saying is, is this was a tragic accident. It was awful. But what was interesting was, is one of her friends came out and said that apparently when he hit the car, she burned to death. And she was screaming while in there. Well, her friend uh, apparently got that bit of information, but she said that in an interview that she hopes that those screams hunt him for the rest of his life. And I was like, oh, she's savage. Like, it's serious. Well, I think, I think even though, not even just that, I think that situation's going to haunt him. It's going to be in his head forever. Because he's gonna always gonna have to deal with that and always think about that. Anytime if he ever gets a chance to drive again, that's gonna be in his head every time. Like just in general, he's gonna. I think he'll be a little scared of driving, and I think that's an unfortunate thing. And that's the thing's the same thing. It's always gonna be in the parents' head of the girl that lost her life too, of that situation. And I think it's, right. it's just unfortunate situation all the way around. 
Well, when I was talking about it, when we initially talked about it, the the question was, is why would anybody be going that fast, 156 miles an hour, intoxicated or not intoxicated? And I was reminding the person that I was talking to that you remember the NASCAR driver that got pulled over for doing like 120 or 30 plus. Uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, Kyle Bush or or uh, Kurt Bush. It was one of the Bush brothers. But it was in North Carolina. He was speeding, and the police officer only gave him a warning. And it was people that pissed off because they were saying, had I been doing that, you wouldn't have gave me the same courtesy. And everybody was like, hey, he's a professional driver. It's okay. And we were like, no, it's not okay because the laws state that that particular speed limit at that particular time shouldn't exceed at 70 miles an hour. But the the car was going 130 or 140. Uh, you can look it up. I, I don't know where at in North Carolina. But I was like, well, wh- why does anybody want to drive fast? It's that adrenaline. They want to show off the muscles. If you sell it to me at some point, I'm going to try to push in and get everything that I pay for this out of this damn car or whatever uh, uh, machine that it is that I bought. Right. So it's 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 interesting when when people come up with these like, oh, he should have did this or oh, he's hindsight. Twenty twenty is we know the after effects. We know that drinking and driving uh, is horrible. We don't condone that at all. Uh, but we all have a friend, every one of us, uh, good, bad and different that has said these lines before. I drive better when I drink. Stupidest shit ever, but people have said it, and they everybody has a drunk driving story in terms of getting home, and you just like, how, why, when there's so many ride shares available to prevent that, but old habits are hard to kill. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting to me that the reaction was the reaction that we got when this happens every day in America. It, it, it does. It happens all the day. And like, I'm not going to take blame off of him, but I am going to put a little bit of blame on ride shares. Cause I don't know about y'all, but I've been like in Boston at night, like three o'clock at night and they have surge pricing to get yeah. 10 miles. It would be like $350. So you have, you want people to pay $350 or, or what, or they're going to drive drunk. They know that, and that's why they do it with concerts and stuff like that. I think surge pricing is they ha- they force you to pay these outstanding fees because they know you have no other choice or you're going to well, drive. That's a supply and demand thing. You can't be mad about that. Why can't I? Because you're f- if people don't pay it, then if you it's three hundred fifty dollars, are you gonna if you're drunk, are you gonna? Oh, I'll pay three hundred. Oh, I think I could drive this home. Right, what but you, you got you got you only got so many you got only got so many drivers out there, and so see the only people, I'll disagree because I've seen multiple cars with I've pulled up an Uber and Lyft in Boston when everybody's getting out and there's 700 cars around. There was no issue with multiple people not getting rides. Nobody had a problem getting a ride, but everybody had surge pricing. Well, right, Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you sometime after. Uh, uh AEW's all out like the first double or nothing no not double or nothing what was yeah, the double or nothing yeah that first double yeah. or nothing oh it was ridiculous bro we come out of the the stadium after the I mean out of the venue after the 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 matches 
and surge prices, it was four fifteen to go two miles. Right. Because I mean, everybody I, was standing out there and, and nobody was paying those fees. It was stupid. But then if you walked down the street and did the same thing, you got the regular pricing. Right. So then everybody started walking down the street and then that eventually surged. So we ended up waiting like an hour and a half, two hours for the surge prices to change to even get to the house. Right. And that's because of supply and demand. You guys didn't want to pay the fees. So you waited, which is very plausible. You can but wait again, if you don't want to pay. What about, the pe- what about the people that are drunk and they're just trying to get home and they're like, oh, well, I'll just drive because I'm not paying $400. It's a business. It's a business. They, uh, and, and the, it's not just, it's just not the right here. Taxis do the same thing too. It's right. all of It's them. a business. I Every business does it. Again, I, 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 think it's, I think it's very shady and you obviously don't care about the people if – People, if you're gonna make them choose four hundred dollars or drive drunk, people are a lot of people are gonna choose drive drunk because they might not have that money. You gotta wait it out, then, my boy. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I hate you, Tom. You're talking. I hate you. You're drunk. There's no chance you're waiting now. I've none of I've your friends it. are gonna deal with that. <laughs> I've <though>. done it before. <laughs> I've done it. I promise you, I've done it. You don't want to pay that fee. You gotta wait it out. There ain't no problem. It's it's just like. But you say there's there's no issue with cars. Yes, there's a ton of cars out there, but if you think about the amount of people that are in whatever building you're coming out of to go somewhere, it is a very small amount of, you know, people, the percentage of, you know, cars that are out there is is only going to cover a small amount. So the people that are willing to pay those heavier prices are the ones who get their car first because they're willing to pay it. And so as the people wait, I think surge prices should be illegal. I I don't think so. I think well, because you used to drive it, so of course you don't. <laughs> right, but it's because I, I understand. I, I, I just got this on. question. I got this question. The the peer definition of price gouging is surging when it Correct. comes to uh, which is which is supposed to be illegal. Right. <laughs> is surge is surge pricing not this? Is that not like? Is that if you rip that mask off? Is it not price gouging? It's take advantage of spikes in demand by tr- charging exorbitant prices of necessities, often a natural disaster or other state of emergency. That that's I mean that's different. That's like that's like uh, when you have the bottles of water. You're they're selling a bottle of water for twenty dollars because of uh, you know natural disaster and that that's different. That's different. You know it's it's more or less taking advantage of a situation that people can't help. Now you're just taking advantage of drunk people. Yeah, you take. Yeah, you're right. You took. You took advantage <laughs> of when not, I walked out. Uber and you, you take it. You taking advantage. You taking advantage that is. You, you taking advantage of the fact that there's drunk. a large a large number of people you that he ride. Get drunk. It is not lifting Uber's responsibility to, uh, you know, to co- you know coddle you while you're drunk. If you want to pay to go home, then you can pay right then the surge price if you don't want to pay you can wait it out and pay or you can look around and say hey is there anybody that minds taking me home there that it's just it's a business it's which a business. is not safe either well i'm gonna say if there's somebody that hadn't been drinking it can be it's okay i got a i got a i got a situation for you tom i'm sitting at a bar i'm sitting at a bar and i obviously i don't drink i see a guy next to me that has been, I'm talking about, he is smashed, like absolutely 
lit. Like, I'm talking about this very quiet. I asked him, I said, hey, man, how you getting home? He goes, I'm driving home. And I go, nah, you ain't driving home, man. We're going to get you an Uber. If I have to pay for it myself, surge pricing, that Uber is $145. Do I pay that? Or do I? I'm not D'Angelo Williams, the football player, the celebrity. I'm talking about a regular guy or girl that's sitting in the bar out having a good time, just happen to lock themselves into a conversation and a moral dilemma that may hunt them for the rest of their life. So that person's either you're either going to pay for that person to get in that Uber or they're going to drive home. So what are you, you going to yes, do? What are you, are you paying? Don't have to drive home by not. Right. Paying. Are you paying the hundred and forty five dollars for that surge pricing to get this man home? Or do you let him go home? Hey, that ain't my problem. I tried. I did what I was supposed to do. What what call do you make, Tom? Uh, what I do is I talk to the, the establishment we're at and say, hey, this guy needs a ride home. I would talk And they're to just going to kick him out. <laughs> no, <laughs> not necessarily, uh, because, you know, they, they have some interest, vested interest in that person getting home safe. Because if not, then, you know, you know, it happens all the time. People have you come ever back been to bars. Vegas? What's that? <laughs> Have you ever uh, been to Vegas? I actually haven't been to Vegas. Well, they just kick you out. They don't do anything. They're not worried about what you do. They just kick you out of the club, and they don't care anymore what happens to you. We could tell so by what, how you're saying Maybe what you're saying you works at yours, but that's not what happens in most places. <laughs> yeah. Right. Most places right. don't care. As long as they after they get you out of their establishment, they don't care what you do. Yeah. Right. I can see that, and I can see that. But I'm saying, me, if I don't know this person, it's hard for me to say I'm going to take, and being honest, it's hard for me to say I'm going to take on the responsibility of sending somebody home for $145 that I don't so know. So you're knowingly letting him drive drunk because you don't I'm want not to gonna, surge price. you don't got to let him drive drunk. Then if, you, if you're that wrapped up in it, then you can sit there and wait with him until the surge price goes away. You, are you going to wait for him? No, you're not. Why not? Absolutely. Because you won't. You say you you might say you will right now in this because conversation, if, if I'm, but if you're I'm, not going to. No, if I'm if I'm drunk and I need and I need to get home too. We're not if, talking about you. We're talking about the stranger. Drunk. Yes. Well, if I'm if I'm not drunk, then why don't I just take him home myself? If I'm that worried about it. Again, you don't know that person. So what are yeah. you gonna do? What if they get in the car and then something they do something? You don't know. Taking them home yourself <laughs> wasn't on the table, time. Well, I mean, I used to drive Lyft and Uber, so I'm, I. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. So he would have had to pay the surge pricing. He's right. not doing it. He's <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I, I you know, because that that comes into another question as far as like, so you know, for someone like me, uh, that you know, one hundred forty-five dollars can be a lot of money. So not saying it's not a lot of money, y'all, but let's just call it what it is. Y'all, y'all have made a lot Wait, more but, money. But, but that's so one hundred forty-five don't though. hit y'all the same way. So, but but see, that, that's the thing, though. No, what, but that's what, part what, of it. What, what's your bank account look like? If you got it, 165 it, 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 in your bank account, this ride home is going to cost you 145 It makes it a lot harder to choose that than if you got 5000 sitting in your bank I don't want to pay $30 for a ride in a I'm about to say, I know Gary's Gary cheap ass ain't so, no. I, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm going with the majority. The likelihood of somebody that's a multimillionaire or – a thousandaire that that is well off to see somebody that's like hammered and say, "Hey, man, you know," and it's one hundred forty-five dollars, and they make that decision. It's more likely that it's going to be somebody that doesn't have the hundred and forty-five dollars that to send him home that he's going to be talking to than it is the other way around. 
So Maybe. I'm going with the numbers. You see what I'm saying? Are you you, you conducted a, a a research study? I, on I that? just think by anybody you know <laughs> you've met in your life, most people aren't going to pay that money out of their no, pocket. They no, they're not paying 145 they are, if they don't know that person. Yeah, expect right. yeah. And it depends on where you're at because, like I said, in Boston, it could be three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing though, and most of the people are not gonna say anything to the person that's smash face drunk because they, all they gonna do is like, oh man, he's he's smashed, bro, he's smacked, he's this, he's that, he's and they don't want to like, take care of him. Yep, they don't want to take care of it because having a conversation with him may mean you have just taken full responsibility of a drunk person that you don't. And, even and I'm willing to guarantee. In your lifetime time, you have seen somebody blacked out drunk and didn't say a word to him because you didn't want to deal with them being drunk. Yep. Yep. In what situation? Just in general, whether you were just working, whether you were passing, just in passing, were at, going at, out at a bar, you've seen yeah. somebody oh, like yeah. blacked out drunk and you just ignored them because you didn't want to deal with the drunkness. Bro, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen people stumbling to their cars, got into their cars on the driver's side seat. And I was like, yo, I'm going to try to go over here and say something and couldn't even get out and go say anything because they had already decided that they were going to drive. Right. So if you see somebody in that situation and say you're at a club that has off-duty cops there, do you go and tell the cops, are you a snitch or are you a lifesaver? Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> It's it's a tough one because I mean you, you eventually you you could be saving people lives. I'll tell you what everybody everybody that's at a club will do. Everybody at the club's gonna expect the club to take care of it and do what their job is, whether they're bouncers or whatnot, and they're supposed to take care of it. They're not gonna put it on themselves to do it. So so you're saying that that's something that we need to do as a community and police each other? I'm just I don't think it's ever gonna happen. Because oh. people don't like dealing with other people that they don't know and have to deal with that situation. They don't want to be put in those situations. Gotcha. That makes sense. I respect. Yeah. That, that, I mean, because at a certain point, too, sometimes when you're dealing with drunk people, especially people you don't know, you don't know how they react when they're drunk. Trust me, it, I've dealt with a lot of drunk people, and I've never had a sip. So I've dealt with a lot of people hammered. It is not a fun situation, even people right. I know, and it's still hard to control. Right. No, right. No, what I'm, so what I'm saying is you don't know how they're going to react. And if somebody wakes up that you don't know and all of a sudden is violent towards you, then correct. If you that's why up, we say you're not giving them a ride home. If you end up whooping their ass, are you at fault for yes, whooping? Yes, they're drunk. Ab, ab, don't say but after, even though you were trying to help them. Yeah, you're drunk. They were drunk. You took it. So if you beat them, they were self. They didn't. It wasn't self defense. Even if they came at you first. Yeah, it's still. <laughs> I, I, I think it would because they're drunk. Because I think in court of law, you would lose that one. Nah, I think no. if you did something bad, because they they can't really defend themselves. Well, that's their own problem. If they come yeah. at me, that's still self defense. I don't care what you say. That <laughs> maybe not a court of law. Yeah. I, well, all right. <laughs> I disagree with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, but this kind of gets into something I wanted. To, it's it's kind of along the same path, and it kind of goes into what I did this weekend. Um, so I, we went out to the movies. We took Charlie, our new little baby girl, out to the movies uh, for the first time. She did well. She slept through the whole movie, even though it was a good movie. We went and saw Red Notice by, uh, you know, The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Wonder Woman. Sorry, oh, the movie, movie that's on Netflix. <laughs> well, yeah, but we wanted to go see it in theaters. And plus, I had free tickets anyways because I'm a uh, member for uh, Cinemark. Shout out Cinemark. Um, anyways, what I'm getting at, so 
there's a point in this movie where the rock feels like he's being wrongly arrested right so he gets arrested taken to jail well while in jail he does a lot of things that are quite illegal and like shooting at, at the jailers beating up the jailers so my question is to you if you are wrongly accused or detained and locked up but then while you're in jail locked up you do something that is against the law should the court still be able to hold that against you yes even though you were fighting for your own freedom yes because <laughs> uh, it's kind of a little bit of a dilemma like you're, yeah, you're wrongly locked up one. so you're trying to fight to prove your innocence and but now you're breaking a few laws so now are you so, <laughs> so i can understand the reason why you're fighting, ah, that's a tough but one. you're still going to be held with that. And if you do something while you're arrested, you're supposed to let the judicial system supposed to clear it. Obviously, our judicial system's broken, so it's yeah. not how it works. But that's how it's supposed to be. Well, right. thinking about what you just said reminds me of In the Night of. Have anybody seen that series? I haven't finished uh, it on HBO. Yeah, it it basically takes a person that could be either innocent or guilty and depending on how the evidence come in could absolutely nail that person uh to the and send them through the justice system like you because you wonder like hey with all the evidence and all the the advancements in technology how are we still getting it wrong how are we still sending innocent people to jail and those innocent people that are going to jail are getting convicted because of eyes playing tricks on them. Well, I think it's that it's also people not telling the truth. And I think there's also biases between people. I think quotas, I think there's so much stuff that's wrong with the judicial system. It's, it's just completely broken. And I, I don't know what we have to do to fix it, but something needs to be done. Right. So, so back to your original question, Tom. Uh, I think that had he not been in jail in the first place uh, for these wrong convictions, it wouldn't have led to his other convictions. So I'm going to say that the reason for him uh, accruing all of the charges that he's accruing, I think he's doing it... Uh, it's the state's fault or whoever arrested him fault, not necessarily his because they put him in a position to where he'd have to defend himself. So this also brings me to a question, but before I ask that question, so time, you are the type of person I hate at the movies. Somebody that brings a baby to a movie. Oh, I, I not a, cause babies cry Which and I'm trying cry. to enjoy them. Yeah. This time, but I enjoy no, well, she's, so, she's so young and we know her, her sleeping schedule. We knew she'd stay asleep the whole time. I, I'm just saying, because I've been to movies and there's babies crying. And it frustrates me to no end that people brought a wow. baby to a movie. They can't even watch the movie. And <laughs> it just because I'm trying to enjoy a movie and then you ruin it for me because you right. don't want to get a babysitter or something. That bothers me. I'm not obviously I'd have to give you a little dig at you, but I'm just saying because it's happened to me. And it oh, no, me. for sure. Trust me. And. and uh, that you know, if Charlie started crying, you can guarantee that we would have been out of there. Because I'm the same way. I like going to the movies, and I wouldn't want to be disturbing anyone else's movie experience. And so we were, we were, we were definitely 
on watch. And yeah, she was good. We don't we don't we don't take Braden to the movies for that that mm-hmm. that reason. Um, not that he's gonna be crying, but he's he's kind of in that stage where he just wants to be up running around everywhere. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so so that brings me to so the question you asked asked brought the question that I had too. So did y'all see the story of the dad who killed his daughter's boyfriend that sold her into sex trade? What? So a dad of a of a dad of a of a girl. The girl's boyfriend sold her into sex uh, trade, and he ended up killing the boyfriend and got arrested for it. So he deserves a medal of honor. Exactly. So that was going to be my question. <laughs> and this, this also ties back to what you asked, D, because does that make him a bad person? Because he murdered somebody, but he was doing it for the right reason. And yeah. what are you doing in that situation? Yeah, I'm doing exactly what he did. Exactly. But, that's, but, but here's the thing, though. It still doesn't. I mean, well, it's still still illegal. Yes. But right, that's what I'm I saying. think it's I, justified I, legal. But here's the thing, though. I don't care about being a bad person, though. Yes. Like, I don't. At, at that point, you don't care about what people perceive you as. You going in with the mindset of this is the only justice that I feel like uh, will set me free. Or uh, that I could come to terms with when you take it in your own hands. Uh, So, I I mean, I get that. What do you think, Tom? Yeah. No, I mean, and I think there actually is probably some uh, loophole of where that would be a justifiable killing. Uh, It's been a while since I took criminal law. But um, that, you know, that's just a situation where nobody on a jury is going to look at you and say, eh. Yeah, send that man to jail. Because anybody that has a daughter or a son or children, you know, in general, is going to understand why you would do that to somebody that did that to your daughter. And it's just not even no, – I, I don't even – if you show me the person that would think twice about that, then I will show you a person that I don't believe exists. Which, which <laughs> that goes to the point of how do you overhaul the judicial system because – the jury's job is to determine if you had intent to murder. This person wholeheartedly had intent. So by the definition of the law that they're being tried on, they are guilty. Right, but there's, so there's as defenses. A jury, no, but as a no, jury, no. how are you not? No, I, there's, there's defenses. Even if it was premeditated, even if you did have uh, intent to murder, there are certain defenses uh, that will will cancel out that fact. I can't remember exactly what they all are. I remember one is like one's like self defense. Self defense is even if you had the premeditation, and then one is a crime of passion. So like, say you walk in on your wife cheating on you with someone, and in a fit of rage you like kill somebody. I want to say that was one that's like people they you don't get as harsh a punishment for something like that. So there are defenses set up. See, See, I think that's wrong. If your wife's cheating on you or your husband's cheating and you kill one of them, you 100% deserve to go to jail for the rest of your life and get that penalty. You killed somebody (laughs) just because somebody's cheating on you. It's different than if it was something to your kids or something like that. There's a whole other level. See, what you're not understanding, Gary, is you're looking at it different because you're looking at it from a moral perspective where Tom is looking at it from a judicial standpoint, meaning – it's no different from what you just said. Which, which is why I said the judicial system is so screwed up and he's being overhauled because I think there should be there should be a they shouldn't just be black or white. 
it should have gray areas. There should be exceptions. Like this guy should not be tried for murder, no matter what. If if there was a pedophile, I, this is why I, I 100% agree with the death penalty. I know there's people out there that don't agree with the death penalty. But if you take somebody's life knowingly and do it on purpose, or you do something to a kid or something like that, you do not deserve to live. Like if you do something to a kid, you do not deserve to live. That's it, easy. Why do we pay to keep you in, keep you alive and do all this stuff? It, I just get rid of them. They don't deserve it. So, and that's why I, I don't believe in like a second chance with that type of stuff, because that's a whole nother level. And that's when you talk about morals as well. That's a whole nother thing and a whole nother aspect of things. And I know there's a bunch of people that are trying to fight against death penalty and all that kind of stuff, but I think there are definitely offenses that warrant a death penalty. I think if you if you if somebody did something to your child and you have free reign, if you want to go out there and do something to them and kill them, I don't think you should be go to jail for that. Obviously, so, depending on what the offense is. So you don't think, and and I'm playing devil's advocate, correct? And this is just me playing devil's advocate. Uh, because I think there's a there's there's something to be learned here, uh, and and I want you to, and, and I don't know if you can go that other route, but I, I was always told that the people that get the death penalty they take the easy way out because they live what one two three more years before the the death penalty or maybe ten I don't know how however long it takes to them to get to their trial, and then they get that lethal injection and they get the death penalty and then they die. Where everybody was saying, why would you give somebody the death penalty when you could just make them miserable for the rest of their natural born lives by keeping because, them in jail? Because the, most of the time, if they're not in these crazy prisons that are miserable, sometimes they're in nice prisons where they get fed all the time. They have no issues. They get to go outside. They work out. And it does no effect to them. And, then so, and I think the whole the whole thing that came with the death penalty, why people were upset about it was because Recently, a guy got lethal inject, rejection, and he had adverse effect. And certain things were happening while he while things were going on. And they're like, oh, he was suffering throughout all that kind of stuff. So people were upset that he was suffering uh, because of the death penalty. But why? He's got the death penalty for a reason. Why do you care if he suffers? To me, like that, he's that that doesn't make sense. He got the death penalty for a reason. Now you're worried about if it's it's humane enough for him. Like I, I just it doesn't make that it just doesn't. Well, I don't, what it's do you? Not working what do you, in my brain. Well, what do you draw the line at between him being an animal and us acting like an animal on his way out? Like how do you reform an animal? Granted, you know once you, you get the death penalty, there's that's no the reforming. That's 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 why there is no reforming if you're that type of person and. That's why they don't need to be living. It sounds like you want the judicial system to match the energy of the perpetrator. That correct. Okay. All right. All right. I see what you're saying. You match. Because if you, 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 if, if you do that, then there's not as many people that you might you might you might not see people not doing certain things because they're like, well, sh- shoot, I have no chance of beating this. This is what's going to happen to me. Because yeah. now people do things and they're like, oh, I don't worry about it. We can tie it up in courts for 20 years. And then I'll just be in jail. Jail doesn't bother me. Like there's people out there like that. Wow. Yeah. And why? Why do we? Why do we just pay all this money to do all that for them? We're paying for them all their meals. We're paying to keep this prison up and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's how taxpayer money. I respect. 
I respect it. What you got, Tom? What, yeah, what's y'all's opinion on that whole situation and, I guess, the death penalty? Oh, I... <laughs> I don't know if I'm for or against it. Uh, because, I mean, I can see in some situations where it's needed, but I can also see in every situation where it's not needed because I would want that person that if you got the death penalty, you on solitary confinement for the rest of your life. Uh, if you get that, that, that would be the equivalent of a death, a death sentence where you, you're not coming in contact with anybody else, maybe one or two guards. And that's going to be a very minimum. And it's just a, just a agonizing, grueling life, uh, is what you're going to have where it's just boring and, just Monday. If you can make it that way, I'm content. But the thing is, most of the time, it's not that way. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can make it where it was that, okay. But most time, it just won't be that way, though. For here's me. here's the only thing. Here's the only problem with the death penalty is once that person's gone, they are gone. And what if you know people say, what if evidence come does come out that they were innocent? You know, it's like. It, yeah, it's happened before. Death. It's a hundred percent happened before. Right. So I think that's like where you know you'd find the biggest pause for me is just because you know that does happen and that that would make me you know think twice about it. But in most circumstances, I you know because the thing is, like you said, that that's ta- taxpayers' dollars being used on but but the thing is like most of the time the people that get the death penalty there's been so much evidence against them there's nothing that because it's so hard to get the death penalty unless they have a mountain of evidence so it's very rare that it happens it's happened back in the days but i think recently you don't see that very much because of that like for example the kid that did the uh the shooting in florida the school shooting whatever he wants he doesn't want he wants life in prison and he doesn't want the death penalty. He's willing to do all this stuff and not get the death penalty. He's asking for not the death penalty. But why? Why does he not deserve the death penalty? Like why does he get to live the rest of his life in prison? That doesn't make sense. That's not gonna do anything for him. He's why are you giving him what he wants now? You do realize that prison is not a retirement home, right, Gary? Certain ones, correct. I agree. There's some that are terrible, but like I know prison's obviously not good, but some people that doesn't phase prison doesn't bother them. That's why it's, they get out and they go back in because that's all they know. Okay. All right. I I know it's not it's not a retirement, but it's also why do you deserve if you if he wants to be living in prison versus death, why is he afraid of death? Why would not why would you he just killed 14 kids? Why does he deserve to live? That's my that's that would be my argument. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I mean, he know that if he died, that was the end of his reign. So that's why he's afraid of death. Yeah. I mean, he's, so he's, why he's, would we not want to just go ahead and end up like it does like things like that? Like just like John Wayne Great Gacy, the the serial killer who killed so many little kids, he got the death penalty. But if it was today's times, people would be saying, "Oh no, why would you not? He deserves to die." Like there's no reason to hold on time. There's nothing. Like they found twenty bodies underneath this house. <laughs> so 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 here's here's the here's the only somewhat issue 
that I have with with what you're saying right now, Gary. This is the only issue that I have with it. Because what you're saying is really no different from somebody taking it upon themselves. Like they do some heinous crime and then they go out and they take their own life. And people call them cowards. He didn't want to face the judicial system, you know, blah, 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 blah. Why do people feel different when uh, the person themselves take the swift action and not go through the judicial system when you just say it like, hey, you know, they deserve to. Why? Why are we not? Why are we not okay with with that being carried out versus the judicial system carrying it out? I think the only you see what I'm saying. Yeah, I think one of the main issues is because they don't get any reason why why they did this. Why they they don't have a reason for it. If you at least if they get arrested, you can try and pick their brain, talk to them, and figure out why what was going through their head, why they did this, and then you have your that that allows closure for the family. And it might not even be closure versus if you just if they kill themselves, there's no closure ever given besides just them being dead. But they never know why they did something or why they're why this person was killed. Did they target this person? What reasoning? Do they know them? There's a bunch of questions that's left unanswered. I think that probably is part of it that plays into. I don't and I do see people all always say, Oh, oh, he should rot in jail for the rest of his life, but sometimes that doesn't bother these type of guys, those type of people that deserve to be on death row. It doesn't bother them that to be in prison. It means nothing to them. So, so what if dying means nothing to them? It might not mean anything to them, but it might do something for the family. Leave it up to the family's decision. Okay. If if they kill somebody and they're up for the death row, let the family decide if they want them to rot in jail or if they want the death penalty. Versus us deciding. Let the families. They're, they're the ones that were affected by it. So why don't they make the decision? And then if they wanted to live, rot in jail, so be it. The people that were affected, they get that choice. I'd be fine now with that, you, too. Now okay, you know there'd be that? a whole bunch of people rotting in jail. What about if in the scenario you brought up, you know, the the, the husband or the dad that killed the boyfriend, uh, you know, because he sold his daughter into slavery, sex slavery, does the, the boyfriend's family get to decide if that dad gets the death penalty? I would say no because he's justified. I think in a court of law, he'll get justified. So that's that's yes, yeah, so that's the yeah. <laughs> that's the you know. There's I I agree. There's bunch the of, legal think, aspect of it. And I think you would be surprised to know that there is actually more gray area uh, and stuff like that because there's just so many different rulings and opinions. Um, and you know, there 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 is there is law, but it's almost how you present it and who how you argue it whether or not it goes in your favor so uh i don't know but it's a tough situation but i definitely think that that's one where 99 percent of the people out there are probably going to be like yep i do the same thing that that that, that did so uh i think that's a good place to leave that one because we are heading towards the home stretch and before we get out of here i did want to plug the cinnamon Uh versus sugar youtube channel and First of all, D'Angelo, I I don't even see why you allow this to be valid because you didn't even get a chance to mentally prepare for putt putt. You were prepared for hey, cat cages. I wasn't. Thank you, thank you so much, Tom. I, I and I've been telling him this ever since this happened because I I, I don't think it should count. I don't think it should see, count at all. See, the thing is, and like I said, 
neither one of us were prepared for this. We were both prepared for for the batting cages. But you play golf every week, so you're uh, definitely more prepared. Every week. I don't play putt putt. There's a difference. But you putt. But putt putt's a big difference. That's more than what the is. That's, that's whatever. But the, the thing is, like, we had to make do with our things. My natural athlete came out. It didn't matter if it was hitting in the cage or putting. I just was going to win. And I think right. it showed because I dominated in putt-putt. Because of the natural athlete that I am, I did it on the fly and just dominated. And you cheated. You made up all these crazy rules. I never heard of any of these rules, Tom. Never heard of any of them. In putt-putt, there's not any rules like, oh, you have to go first because you won the whole – no. And the other thing is, I don't know what kind of janky putt-putt you play. We always play you – the first person hits their ball until they get it into the hole. Not this whole I'll putt, then you putt, then you putt, then I putt, and whoever's close. No, see, see, you don't have fun then because the way you're supposed to play, you play where – Hey, I hit you. Nah, hit. There's a chance like your you. ball hits the other person's ball and could screw them up versus just straight ahead. This isn't real golf. It was real golf is different, but this isn't real golf. And then, well, that's how it's more, much more like real golf. Though. I know, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like real golf in that aspect because, <laughs> because you have to take turns. If you just let them play out, then there's no chance. What if I'm losing and I want to hit his ball? And take a chance to hurt him, but help me. Right, but that shouldn't be allowed. That's not. That's, that's putt putt. Putt putt's the... all about obstacles and 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 trying to figure things out. It's not just oh, uh, this isn't golf. It's supposed to be more fun. Well, I don't know. I just think that there was a lot well, of it wasn't fun questionable for me. decisions. It wasn't fun for me at all. <laughs> and and then you had D'Angelo playing in the dark for most of the time. The lights didn't cut on till about you know. Uh, we were both playing in the dark. <laughs> I don't don't leave that out. We were both playing in the dark. But you're taller, so you got a little bit more angle on the ball. Which means which <laughs> means it's darker on me, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I also wanted to say this is how I know neither one of y'all are true hoopers. Y'all did that basketball shootout, and y'all did not do a top of the key. Like who who in there right? Even when you go to the theme parks that have the basketball shoot around game, the top of the key is in there. You can blame no. D on that because I tried to do it. He nixed it. Well, he's he's a bank shooter, and he'd hit all three of those just basically solely off the square, and I wasn't going to do that to myself. I had a better opportunity with no straight-up shot than I did from but, the elbow. But did you, though? Because it didn't look I like did. it. I did. It didn't look now, like it, though. Now, now <laughs> like, you're better of the trashy, Gary, but we both trash. <laughs> we both trash. You just better. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, you, you got me this one. You got me this time. Well, you know, and I'm not even going to tell the audience about how I whooped both y'all in the three point shootout that yeah, I did. You have no pressure. There's a big difference. <laughs> but I was having to jog and get my own ball. I wouldn't be able to create a rhythm. I just had to get back into it after I went and got my ball. So it'd been it'd been game over if no I was pressure. We'll find out one day. We're gonna have we're gonna have a cinnamon and sugar versus time or an average Joe's uh, video come out eventually. We'll have to schedule that because I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of this blasphemy. The average out. Joe's will get embarrassed. Oh Lord. embarrassed. After, I, after what I seen on that basketball video, I ain't worried about that one. Maybe may, maybe in the weight room y'all could embarrass me, but <laughs> besides that, I don't think I'm worried about it. All right, but we appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Happy 100. Happy 100 episode, guys. 
And two, here's to 100 more if I can keep putting up with y'all's. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and, and, and if we can keep D'Angelo paying attention long enough. Look at you that. Never. You know, he's always uh, sidetracked. Yeah, y'all are something else. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back again next week. And do you have a cinnamon versus sugar dropping this Friday? We do. It is actually going to be a two-parter. Uh-oh. It is a two-parter. Part, part one will drop Friday. Part two will drop the following Friday. Oh, so y'all going to yeah. make them wait a little bit. Yeah, and we don't know if and when if it's a part three. All right. Well, we'll see. Check it out this Friday. That's on the Cinnamon and Sugar YouTube channel. We appreciate you again listening, and we'll be back next week for another episode. We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 